Veronica has her sword, Tom has his laser, and I have my mind. And a mind needs books and this podcast as a sword needs a whetstone if it's to keep its edge. Go to patreon.com slash sword and laser to pledge support and sharpen your mind. Hey everyone, welcome to the Sword and Laser. I'm Veronica Belmont. And I'm John Merritt. Sword and Laser is a book club, but it's so much more. We bring you author interviews, news from the world of science fiction and fantasy, and awesome discussions from fans just like you. Do we get to call ourselves a heritage podcast at this point now that we've been around for 10 years? Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Although I don't need to feel older than I already feel most days. Oh, just stop. You, we I can't. Are we going to go on like this? Above for my the, head neither for could months. I until I went. Come, don't give me. That was a bad example. That was a bad example to give to someone with a torn rotator and cuff, I'm on Tom. Pills, and I have a weird tingling feeling in my left leg sometimes. I feel like this is like the defining conversation <laughs> of our relationship, like for the past 10, 12 years. What are our, our maladies? No, like who is like, I say I feel <laughs> old and then you age Trump me and like. Going, I like to no. think I age Clinton you, but sure, <laughs> sure that's fine. Um, anyway, I was cracking up in the opener because I was still laughing because I uh, I'm terrible at counting in sometimes, and I forgot to clap, and we didn't sync our tracks. And this is two inside baseball. Hey, pitchers and catchers was yesterday. That was exciting. Yeah, uh, you guys like traded for all of the players. We have a lot of new players. <laughs> yeah. A bunch of my fantasy players that used to be on multiple teams are all giants now. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, you got your Biscotti. Like An- he's on Andrew, the he's on Andrew the A's, McCutcheon. right? Oh, yeah. Biscotti went to the A's. He's, he's to the A's. Anyway, mm-hmm. this is not a baseball show. This no, is it's a not science fiction old, fantasy show. It's not a malady show. show. It's not a baseball show. It's a science fiction and fantasy show where we talk about what we're drinking. Um, I'm drinking wine. And Tom's drinking out of a period piece uh, goblet. You can find out more in this month's monthly silliness if you support us at the level that gets you that. At the silliness uh, level. It is a Ganey Vineyard Cabernet Franc 2015 limited edition from the Santa Inez Valley. I know that I am drinking a Syrah. That's all I remember. Oh, I put mine on your line by accident. You know, I decided it doesn't matter. Does anyone really care exactly what we're drinking? Like, I feel like nobody ever talks about that. Yeah, but there's at least one person that always look at the show notes to find out. You think so? <laughs> Me. It's you to like remember what you were drinking? No, I'm a, when I'm making the show notes, I want to give people all the information. That's nice. I like your thoroughness. Thank you. Well, let's uh, speaking of thoroughness, let's jump into the quick burns. Yes, we had a uh, a thorough discussion of the Hugo Awards. John Nevitz says it looks like Hugo nominations are open both for last year's works and for the 1942 works. That's the retro. They're calling it the 1943 retrospective Hugo Awards, but that's like how they call this year's the 2018 Hugo Awards, but the works are from 2017. If you're eligible to nominate, you have until March 16th to get them in, so that should hopefully be plenty of time to think on it. And then Stephen (laughs) added, you can nominate the Sword and Laser podcast in the Best Fan Cast section. 
there is a need to double the amount of nominated votes from last year to become a finalist. Worldcon 76 is being held in San Jose, California. You need to be a supporting member or have gone to Worldcon 75 to be involved. Please nominate us. Steven said it. It wasn't our words. Steven said you have to nominate us. And you know what happens if you disappoint Steven. Oh, scary stuff. Scary stuff. Let me tell you. So go to Um, worldcon76.org slash Hugo's. Right now, we'll wait. Did you nominate us? (laughs) Did you pause? Did you pause? Did you nominate us? Anyway, I would, uh, and it's in San Jose. That would be so rad. Yes. If we could go, if we could even just go as a finalist (sighs) some some year, some decade, maybe. If only we had the greatest. You know what, Tom? It's not going to happen if we keep opening shows like that. Let me tell you. Are you sure, though? I think that's what people love. You think? Uh, Have you been watching the Olympics? No. Because Johnny Weir and uh, Tara Lipinski. I love them. Kind of a hot mess, but they're awesome. I love it. I love them yeah. together. I think they're hilarious from last time. I like time. to think that you and I are the Johnny Weir and Tara Lipinski of science fiction and fantasy commentating. Let's go with that. <laughs> Silvana says, Locus Awards ballot is out and non-subscribers can vote as well. Voting is open until April 15th, 2018. So head over to locusmag.com and put your votes in. Yes, you should do that even though they don't have a fan cast section. <laughs> just because Locus Awards are great. They are also great. Them. Yes. And uh, uh, Jenny. Is, oh, go ahead. Okay. Now we're not going to get the. Now we blew Shoot. the nomination. God damn it. Great. <laughs> uh, were you going to go to Jenny's story or did you have something else? I was going to go to Jenny's story. Jenny said Story Bundle's offering a black narratives bundle that has some great stuff, including one previous sword and laser read and another by the same author. The initial titles in the black narratives bundle are To Raise a Clenched Fist to the Sky, The Panther Chronicles Book One by T. Thorne Coyle, Skin Folk by Nalo Hopkinson, Angel Born by L. Penelope. Echo by Alicia Wright Brewster. And if you pay at least the bonus price of 15 bucks, you get all four of the regular titles plus seven more, nice. including a couple, well, at least one by Nettie Okorafor. Uh, so yeah, go check it out. Even though I've already read The Salt Roads and Redemption and Indigo, I went for this one, said Jenny. And you can go to storybundle.com slash black narratives. That's awesome. There was a really another really good story bundle recently, and I can't remember what it, what the theme was, but yeah, they they do great stuff. Uh, April says uh, Tommy Adeyemi's book, Tom, Tommy Adeyemi's book, yes, Children of Blood and Bone is coming out three six, and it looks amazing. This video of her opening her copy is fantastic, and I actually saw this show up on my stream on Twitter, and it is pretty great. So you should check it out. Yeah, go. Uh, her, she's T-O-M-I underscore A-D-E-Y-E-M-I on Twitter. We'll have a link in the show notes too. And someone on the on the quick on the on the forums said that I mispronounce things because I read so much. That's right. You don't listen. <laughs> Wait, that's not what I, I mean, didn't mean to didn't, come that out. Didn't like come that. out right. That's that's didn't, a, you don't eh, but yeah. you do audiobooks, so that's not true either. Oh, um, you made it worse. I made it yeah. worse. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying they're right. Thank you. 
Uh, wow, we had like a total team effort on the Firefly books coming out as well. Tassie Dave wrote Titan Books is releasing three Firefly novels starring our level bunch of rogues and brown coats. These will be the first books written for the franchise with original storylines. First will be released October 2018. Two more scheduled for release next year, one in March and one October. The novels will be written by Nancy Holder, who has written over a dozen Buffy the Vampire Slayer tie-in novels, Age of Heroes author James Lovegrove, and Tim Lebin, who has written the movie novelizations for 30 Days of Night, Cabin in the Woods, as well as tie-in fiction for Star Wars, Alien, and wow. Predator. Joss Whedon will be a consulting editor, so he's kind of overseeing all the plots to make sure they sound right. Uh, Tamahome also pointed out that these are coming out, and Mark uh, said, My Own Kind of Freedom, a Firefly novel by Stephen Brust, was written on spec and submitted for consideration as an official Firefly novel, mm. but was rejected. However, Brust has released it as an ebook, which you can download in EPUB, Mobi, or PDF formats at dreamcafe.com slash firefly.html. And I feel compelled to note after our previous pronunciation conversation just moments ago that Tazzy Dave is the one who submitted that quick burns, not Tassy Dave. I mean, that's an accent thing, though. It I apologize. Dave. Now that he, you know, he's got he's, he's, If you say so. I mean, I can't really argue with that. That kind of rhetoric. <laughs> Thank Matthew you very much. Says, so happy to see Ari Salvatore announced more Drist books. Who didn't see that coming? Lol. It's a brand new trilogy starting with a book called Timeless on September 18th. I'm a few books behind, but we'll easily catch up before the new one comes out. Also, this year is the 30th anniversary of The Crystal Shard. Wow. Is it 30 years? That's crazy. Wow. Good to know. Uh, Colin says Orbit has announced the publication of original culture drawings from the estate of E&M Banks. Uh, sounds like something that some of us would be interested in. You can go check it out at orbitbooks.net. We'll have that link there too. That's really cool. And then TRP says, here's a link to a story about the HBO version of Fahrenheit 451 by Ray Bradbury. It's a film starring Michael B. Jordan, Sophia Butella, and Michael Shannon, which is due to air on HBO in the spring of this year. Uh, and here's another link to the teaser trailer. We'll put that in the show notes. Wow, that is an awesome cast. Yeah, way to go, HBO, lining those folks I up. I love Michael B. Jordan. I love Michael Shannon. I don't know too much about Sophia, but I will definitely check it out. Have That's you seen rad. Black Panther yet? I'm. I have tickets for Monday this ah, coming, so, so three good. days from Mike, now. Yeah. Michael B. Jordan is one of the many people who's very good in that yeah. very good movie. I'm. I'm super excited. It's so good. We're seeing it again on Friday. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, and I, I wanted to let people know that my book Pavaria is now on Audible, uh, thanks in part to the help of Jim Metzendorf, who helps us uh, produce these Sword and Laser audio podcasts as well. Uh, he, he did some, some work to get them all up in shape. So check them out. You can go to audible.com and just search for Tom Merritt uh, or Pavaria, P-A-V-A-R-I-A. Listen to a sample chapter. I read it myself. Uh, so I thought you might be interested. How long did that take you to read? The way I did it, I have a writer's Patreon, so I just did 30 minutes a week for, I think, I don't know, nine or 10 weeks, uh, and then at the end, I had it all recorded. That's awesome. So not only did you get people excited about it, but you were able to break it up into like easy chunks. Yeah, broke it up in easy chunks. They all got previews and got to follow along as it 
was released. And so they got an early look at everything. It was cool. Awesome. So let's do a quick check-in on our March Madness nominations progress. Uh, Thank you so much to Rob, the Roberator, for keeping track of all the nominations as they've been coming in. He's been periodically posting uh, updates in the forum thread uh, that includes the, the multiple picks and the single vote picks ton of great stuff here already of course tom and i are going to pick the final 16 books that are going to go into the brackets uh we will be picking from this list uh it will not necessarily be in order of the most votes received so keep that in mind we're just using this as the inspiration um there's things in here that i know i definitely like want to get into the brackets already so i'm, I'm pretty excited uh but i'll just name a, a few of the things that have gotten multiple votes already um a lot of you have voted for the way of king by Brandon Sanderson. We have read some Sanderson in the past, which usually kind of not necessarily disqualifies someone, but we, we try not to duplicate authors too much. Uh, we Are Legion, We Are Bob by Dennessee Taylor has gotten a ton of votes from a lot of people who have been in the forums for a long time. And so I've been looking into that and it sounds really cool. Uh, Soulless by Gail Carriger, which I have read and absolutely adored. And a lot of people haven't had a chance to read yet. So that might be a fun pick. Uh, consider uh, Felba. Is it pleb? I've never known plebis, plebis. Consider felbus is how I've said it in my head all these years. I know that's not how you say it. I just, that's what I went with. By uh, Ian M. Banks has gotten a number of votes. Uh, Midnight Riot, uh, a.k.a. Rivers of London by Ben Aaron. Aaron, not Aaron. Aaron, Aaron. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And Every Heart a Doorway by Shannon McGuire. Uh, also has a lot. Theft of Swords by Michael Michael J. Sullivan, who's been on the show before. Great author, great guy. Um, tons of great authors on this list. I can't wait to to see the final nominations come in. Yeah, and uh, I feel like we've made this clear in the past better, and so I want to make it clear now. Uh, mentions are great. We love seeing how many times, and Rob does a great job of, of collating how many times something has been mentioned. A book only needs to be mentioned once to make it on to the tournament. Mm-hmm. The deciding factor of whether a book makes it into the tournament or not is Veronica and I decide that it's going in. So this is meant to be not a vote, but a suggestion list. Mm-hmm. You suggest a book, you can second one to say like, I really like that book, but it's all telling us these are the books we'd like you to consider. And knowing the number of votes is interesting. It kind of helps weed out. It's just for so, fun. Yeah. You know, some of that mm-hmm. stuff, but it is not a democracy. <laughs> Here, this is this is just a suggestion list that we will we will take and and make our decisions. So what Tom on. is saying is that if you're an author and you want your book on the list, don't hire your 15 favorite friends to <laughs> come into the threads no, and say I, they also want to read it because that's obvious. We I was noticed not, that. Well, I you, was not you actually talking. I wasn't actually talking I'm about that. What I, what I was talking about. Well, you said what Tom was saying, and it's not what I was saying. What I was saying is. If you are like, oh, my favorite got five votes and it doesn't make it in the tournament, that's why. You can blame us, but it's not like a subjugation of democracy. Feel free to blame me for many things. I can take it. <laughs> I can take uh, it. I do. I do. Um, well, now I can't remember. Oh, I wanted to say there is democracy in the tournament. Once we get the tournament going. That's right. Then that will be then real voting. Votes. That's yeah. out of our hands at the at that point. Exactly. So we just seed we just seed the field. Mm, like springtime. Yeah, and you guys <laughs> never mind. <laughs> I got off. I We're lost I lost the track plant the there. flowers and you are the bees. 
You're the bees. Be the bees. Be the bees. Be the bees. Now it is time for Barrier Sword, which is our feedback from the audience. We got a very nice tweet um, from Beth who said, California Bones by Greg Van Eckhout. Fun caper fantasy with rather gruesome mechanics and a satisfying underlying metaphor. I like books that are mostly light but smart and have, have depths to dip into. Mm-hmm. So thanks, good. Beth. Yeah, good summary there. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, we have a thread uh, that was started by Jeff, who said, I'd love to put some science fiction art up on my walls. I seem to be having many problems, though. There's artists like Daniel Doshu from Expanse who don't seem to sell prints. There's plenty of websites, Etsy, DeviantArt, many others that sell prints, but there is so much choice. It takes forever to find something that fits my taste. And there's the fact that shipping to Canada, to be fair, seems to almost double the price on some of these sites. One idea I have is to just find high-res images of cool art and have it printed myself, but I doubt any file I could find would be high enough resolution. And it's also kind of screwing artists out of money. Yeah, it's likely a violation of their copyright if you <laughs> yeah. do that. Uh, although some are Creative Commons, and then that's fine. Does anyone have any solid advice for someone who wants to adorn their walls with sci-fi art? Yeah, so there's there's some great suggestions here. Um, people say DeviantArt has a store uh, mm-hmm. that you can actually buy prints from, although the shipping might still be an issue. Uh, Christina and Sarah both recommended 13thfloor.us, uh, which is a, a, a print shop that has been... Um, They've been at Emerald City Comic Con for the past few years, according to Sarah. Uh, her stuff, her her walls are covered with prints uh, from artists that attend ECCC. Um, so there's a lot of great suggestions here. But yeah, um, what have you, Tom? You posted some as well. Yeah, I just uh, I would just earlier before the show was looking around to see if I could find any of Daniel's prints, and I did. I found one at Bonanza.com, one at GalleryNucleus.com, and the way I found it was I wrote his name in the search engine with Buy Prints, uh, <laughs> and then I, I went past the first page. I just kept kept looking until I found a couple of things, and I, I tried variations on that the, on the string, too. I tried different phrases and stuff. Uh, I, I, so sometimes you just got to keep poking around if if there's a particular artist you like, you can also try contacting them. A lot of times they put their mm, gallery up, mm-hmm. but they don't have it for sale. But if you email them and say, hey, is there a way I can buy my prints? They'll tell you, yes, there is. Here's how. Yeah, I, like, I think this one on Bonanza, I think this is just a print that someone has purchased and yeah. is reselling. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'd be nice to be able to get some money directly to the artists, of course. Was it what, was Daniel with us at... At Bacon, Bacon. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the artist, uh, Daniel... Uh, I'm really bad because I've had a full glass of wine and my, oh, my pronunciation is terrible tonight. Um, just say the name, Tom. Just, just say, say Daniel. That's what Daniel. I was doing. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yes, we, that way I can't be accused of mispronouncing it. Anyway, I'm. I feel like I'm falling into a trap. I'm falling into like this spiral of like I see names now and I just don't even bother to try to pronounce them. That's a bad, bad habit to get into. Um, all right, so moving on. Trike has a post about the spaceship and crew generator, which I thought was pretty funny. Um, it's a website where you're able to go and and plug in some a couple things like the ship's prefix whether it's the USS or HMS or one that you've made up your crew size and it generates the crew complete with a description um, the one that Trike made was Charlotte Kryzon, petty officer, second class. This invisible 22-year-old woman has green eyes, a dark olive complexion, and straight jet black hair and a long braid. She is very tall and attractive. She is originally from the populous terraform complex. 
If she's invisible, Trike says, how do you know the rest? <laughs> but it's pretty cool nonetheless. <laughs> uh, I put in uh, the SLS Parker. That's uh-huh. the sword and laser ship Parker. Uh, it is an attack prowler. Captain Clinton Pantanovan, uh, P-H-A-N-T-H-A-N-O-U-V-O-N, is an aesthetic and cute but presumptuous 47-year-old man. Yeah. Has blue eyes, a dark complexion, and straight red hair, cut regular. He is tall and somewhat thin, and he is from the desert city of Untizia 8. His executive officer is Lieutenant Commander Karma Arno. There's also Ariel Zeringue, Verdell Kurska, and Charlotte Strike. Ooh. I uh, generated the USS Rock, ROC. It's a cargo ship and an AK-32. And the commander is Captain Irene Trellis, commanding officer. Captain Trellis is a hardworking but disconcerting 56-year-old woman who has hazel eyes, a flawless <gasps> complexion, and thick black hair left uncut. It's she you. Is- she is very short and curvaceous. <laughs> she was raised in the quiet city of Niatios on Volans 8. Her executive officer is Commander Cami Studebaker. Anyway, this is really fun. It's uh, kind of fun. It's yeah. kind of fun. Go check it out. We'll have the link in the show notes uh, to the thread uh, where Trike links to it or go to tradewind-mvii.herokuapp.com. It's a Heroku app. This would be fun, actually, if you wanted to do a, a NaNoWriMo, this would be a really great way to kind of get it started. Just like yeah. generate your crew and, and create all the backstories. And, and, and I guess all the all the descriptions would be done for you. Already. Send them off on some adventures. That would be fun. I, I like that idea. Yeah. All right. Well, let's jump into a little bit of the book of the month discussion. We are halfway through this short month of February, and we're reading a rather short novel. We're reading A Wrinkle in Time. Um, And yeah, I don't know how far into this we want to get because we are halfway. Um, I am finished. I finished a couple days ago. Um. I don't want to spoil anything and I don't want to give my opinion, but if you follow me on Goodreads, you've seen my my star review, at least. Um, so I'm looking forward to talking about this on the 28th. Oh, I think you can give your opinion, can't you? No? I mean, we got to give them something. I and, guess... And, and look, if you don't want to have even our opinions, then well, log I don't, out now. I don't want... But... Yeah, I don't want to affect anyone's reading. I don't want to poison anyone's mind with my opinion. Oh, please. We are so oversensitive about that these days. I know. All right. It is okay for people to express opinions. If not, democracy dies. Okay. Although we killed it earlier in March Madness, I guess. I guess so. Um, I I liked it okay. You know, maybe this is because I didn't didn't read it as a child. Um, I liked the beginning very, very much. And by the end, I was just kind of like, really? Okay. Uh, love. All right. Uh, all right. It was just <laughs> <laughs> so jaded. Wow. Love. It was just, mm. Long religion. All right. It was just like the, the references and the, I mean, I did appreciate that they're like, you know, I don't see, I don't want to get into spoilery because yeah, yeah. I we feel should, like, we, yeah, we should hold off on spoilers, but that's, that that's fair. That's good. Uh, I, I was more not surprised. I guess I just didn't remember how, close to the end the climax comes yeah like it's normally like, you get the climax of the story and a and a you know several page denouement right mm-hmm. uh this i was like i'm almost done with this book and 
we haven't, you know, finished. I'm not going to say what happened, but well, I, you know, yeah. we haven't, I was listening we haven't to the, done the thing. Where's was, the thing? And then the thing happens and it's like, great. Okay, we're done. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. And I know there's sequels and that's that's mm-hmm. part of it is you kind of just roll right into that sequel uh, hot. But I I enjoyed it in so many ways. I know there's a long thread about the religious aspect and whether that actually bugged people or not. It doesn't bug me at all. What I love about what she does is she's not apologetic about her religion. She doesn't try to hide it, but she also doesn't force it into the story. You could pull it out, the the references she makes, and the story's exactly the same and just as valuable. And I think that's a great way of being proud of who you are without being pushy, which I think is a good example. I was talking to my friend um, Jenna about it um, before, like kind of like we first started it at the same time. We we're reading along together. And she kind of hit the religious stuff a little bit before me. And I was like, oh, really? And then I got to it and I was like, oh, this isn't so bad. But then it kind of like became a little more pervasive throughout the further the story went along. Does it though? See, I don't agree. Hmm. I know there are names said, which I think to people who are maybe well, going to na- roll the their said, eyes. The or- names one actually was where I was like, oh, this isn't so bad because, uh-huh. all right, so there's a reference to Jesus, but then they also reference a lot of other yeah, historical right. figures who, you know, did good, like, for mankind. Uh, right. Throughout. Like, you know, like Gandhi, So how is it pervasive example. after that? Because to me, it's just all, I think, like, if, it, if you hadn't had that aspect shined on it, it's all could be a Buddhist tale. It could be a story about love generically. And 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 moving towards the light. We're getting we're getting into we're getting into wrap up too much. Yeah, I yeah. Think. I should probably back off on that. You're right. Uh, but but I'm just saying, like, it 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 read to me like Star Wars. Hmm. Interesting. You know, okay. the Force is good and the Sith are bad. And oh, spoilers. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. But I maybe maybe I did get a little too jaded from it. Maybe I read too many discussions about what was happening early on. I did feel like it. Yeah, we're getting into into closing territory. It, it ended very abruptly for me. And the only reason we're heading off on that is, you know, people who aren't afraid of opinions but don't want to be spoiled on events. We want that you to be able to to hear what we're saying, and we'll have a full wrap up at the end of the month. But there were a lot of really cool ideas and there were a lot of characters I found fascinating. So I would love, I can't wait to talk about that. And I will say, I still have the scenes from the film strip I saw in elementary school when and at certain points, particularly, and this is a scene from the trailer. Mm-hmm. So, but the there's, you know, ball. the kids bouncing the balls. I still remember what that, that cell of the film strip looked like and the sound of the narrator talking about the bouncing balls and the sound effect. It's like ingrained in my mind. I think it was seven or eight years old when they showed us that. Yeah. And that's something that they talk about in the forums and our forums about being like the most memorable part of the book for a lot of people. Um, it really kind of that stuck in people's minds as being a very eerie and, and kind of important moment. Which- Wrinkle in time and the rats of Nim were the two film strips that I like totally had a big effect on me, but mm-hmm. they weren't books we read. They were film strips. <laughs> film strips. <laughs> I don't think they'd even do film strips anymore. Film do strips. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, but keep reading with us and keep discussing over on goodreads.com. Uh, and that about wraps up this episode, Tom. Oh, it does. Does it? 
Well, then, folks, we'll just have to tell you how you can keep our show going. Yes, our show is entirely funded by our patrons. Thank you so much to all the folks who back our show. If you want to help support us, you can head over to patreon.com slash sword and laser. And you can also support the show by buying books through our links. Find links to the books we talk about, some of our favorites, at swordandlaser.com slash picks. Send us an email, feedback at swordandlaser.com. Our website is swordandlaser.com. All of our discussions happen over on Goodreads. And you can maybe call and leave us a voicemail at 415-7-SWORD-6. I do believe that still works because someone did call us a couple weeks ago. So I feel good about that as being true. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there.